And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Really do appreciate uh, your joining us here every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., as well as our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, Wednesdays at, uh, got a little hair on my hat here, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Uh, here on this fine station. We stream live at richarddugan.com. And uh, we also have podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We hope that you will listen and also watch these interviews because we have a YouTube channel. And it is Tell Me Your Story. Just look for the guy with the black hat or moderately black hat, depending upon your uh, resolution and color scheme. We hope that you are enjoying these programs and we hope that you will subscribe to either the YouTube channel and or uh, your favorite podcasting location. Uh, we uh, really are excited about the fact that in just over three and a half years, we have 44 plus thousand, 44,000 listens uh, through the statistical information that's given to us from SoundCloud, which is our primary uh, podcasting location. I, I'm just very grateful, very, very grateful for those who have listened and who will listen as well. Our program today, I think you're going to enjoy, as I usually say on every program, but quite honestly, I enjoy every program because I enjoy doing these programs. Today, we are going to be talking about an organization, a website, and so forth uh, that is there for all of us. It's there to support us, and we're going to find out what kind of support that is. Tristan is with us from a website entitled Elemental Growth, and it's elementalgrowth.org. We'll be linked to that website as well. And uh, Tristan, thank you so much for joining us on the program. I'm looking forward to uh, not only introducing you to our listeners, but also uh, what your organization and uh, group is all about, what you're doing to make this a better place for all of us. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. So, um, go ahead. Oh, no, you, please. All right. So tell us uh, a little bit about elemental growth. It's, uh, we're going to start from the ground and work our way up to learn about uh, your organization, which, again, uh, folks, the website is elementalgrowth.org. Org. So we are talking about a nonprofit. Uh, we're also talking about an organization that is located in Canada. Am I correct? That's correct. All right. So give us that that background on what uh, what it what it's all about. Okay. So as I'm sure many people have noticed, uh, ever since the pandemic. Things such as uh, opiate overdose, uh, suicide rates, everything has skyrocketed dramatically, depression rates. And unfortunately, the main healthcare system, uh, be it in Canada or the States, North America, uh, I'm only in Canada, so I can't speak for worldwide, but the, I would suspect worldwide, mm -hmm. is very inadequate with handling you know, uh, what's going on. And what we're seeing and what there seems to be a large group of people who require assistance are people who are 
trapped in this, uh, this never-ending rabbit hole of pharmaceutical drugs. And people who, they get addicted to antidepressants or they get addicted to caffeine. They just get addicted to these horrible chemical substances that are absolutely everywhere and it causes side effects. And then, well, there's a magic pill for the side effects, but then that pill has side effects and it just snowballs completely out of control and people are getting sick. Uh, you know, cancer rates are skyrocketing. And what we have found is safe alternatives to all these pharmaceutical and really nasty legal drugs that are killing all these people. And essentially to make it simple uh, and concise for everybody to understand is we help people who are prime, like, this is our niche people who are looking to free themselves from pharmaceutical drugs, free themselves from caffeine, food addictions, sugar, video game addictions, addictions in general. And what we coach people through is people who are using psychedelics in their life already and how to use that as a tool to, um, I may even be bold enough to say substitute things like antidepressants and these other hard pharmaceutical drugs and, uh, you know, opiates. Uh, from there, uh, we do a very large scale of um, topics and areas that we coach in. We have uh, business mentorships. We offer uh, Reiki energy training. And... Yeah, just to, to keep it concise, it's primarily um, teaching people to have a natural alternative, a natural method to align themselves to what the planet intended us to be as human beings, to eat properly through um, efficient food uh, and nutrition, you know, not the, the kind of stuff that you get at McDonald's, you know, no fast foods, actual food that you, you grow and that the earth provides for you. We coach people to align their body with uh, our natural circadian rhythm uh, for sleep cycles. Um, a lot of coaching that I myself went through with Ashley years ago, it cured my lifelong uh, battle with insomnia, you know, I met Ashley originally as a client about three years ago. And through that process, I started, I was obese and I've lost 55 pounds with her. You know, I've taken my life back into control through the kind of techniques and coaching that um, elemental growth offers. And that's essentially how I became a coach as I, have been through the process and I know the methods and I know for a fact that they work, you know, I've gotten healthier. I've gotten myself stable. I no longer suffer from depression. I no longer suffer from insomnia. I'm free of addictive behaviors. I'm free of addictive substances. I don't even drink coffee anymore. And I just have a very productive life. And again, to surmise what elemental growth does 
and offers is this life altering experience to the people who we coach. Well, I know that for myself, for a good portion of my 61 years and probably the last 30 or 40 or so, but most importantly, the last year especially, I have tried to remember what came to mind when I was 15. Uh, when the thought occurred to me that what I, I need to be concerned about what I'm putting in my body because down the road, it's going to have an impact. It's not just an immediate thing. It's down the road. I, I st- uh, and I use this example. Uh, I used to work uh, at a transmitter site in Phoenix, Arizona. And, of course, uh, Sun Tea is a, a, really big, uh, a really big deal. You know, you love to make Sun Tea. So, and I found out about this tea. It's called Yerba Mate Royale had a nice little sweetness to it. It wasn't sweetened, but just the Yerba Mate Royale mixture had this sweet flavor to it. And I would make sun tea. I would get this gallon container, fill it with the tea and the water, put it outside the station and let it heat up for the day. And I loved drinking it. It was delicious. And I remember one day... I decided for lunch, I was going to have delivered a pizza. And I had it delivered from one of the major national chains. And I had that pizza along with the Yerba Mate. And not to be overly graphic, let's just say that the pizza did not stay in my system very long. And I intuited that it was the Yerba Mate that said, "Uh uh-uh. Get it out of here. It doesn't belong here. And one of the problems we have, especially in this country, and you have acknowledged uh, your uh, your issue with weight, is, and I would love your opinion on this. I, I've thought about this, and I've asked people about this as well, and I'd love your observation. Over the past two years, especially since the pandemic was declared, And uh, there was a study done of those who had passed in New York City specifically, where they went back through those who had passed to see what it was that they died of. Was it the actual virus or underlying conditions? And according to the study, the research that was done, 99.9% of those who had died up to uh, probably July or August maybe even into September of last year, died of underlying conditions like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, if we had been taking care of ourselves as a people in this country specifically, in terms of our, our wellness and sort of reinforcing our immune system, do you think that it's possible that we might have had 6,000 rather than 600,000 plus dead as of this point? Because our immune systems would be able to fight off pretty much, pretty much any attacker. 
I 100% agree with you, um, only to the extent that if we all really did take the initiative and take the responsibility to keep our bodies in that pristine, you know, athletic condition that we really do strive as a human species to have, there may not have been any death toll, to be very honest. There's so many factors uh, from the formaldehyde that's put in soap, from the wireless Bluetooth signals um, that uh, vibrate the cells in our bodies at a speed in which it's harder and for some people impossible for our bodies to repair itself. There's so many underlying conditions out there that if they weren't there, we would be so much healthier, so much happier. There's so much evidence, scientific evidence on brain health linked directly into gut health and, you know, emotional states. And yes, I mean, 100%. Our bodies are very much, uh, I'd like to use a car metaphor. Mm -hmm. We get a vehicle to which it gets a flat tire and society is taught patch the flat tire you know, plug the hole, fill it, or, you know, at the most replace the tire, but nobody's looking at what's on the road that keep popping the tire in the first place. Mm -hmm. And eventually there's so much wear and tear that the whole car completely gives out. And, you know, if you think of our bodies like a car, if you don't maintain it and you just run it ragged and, you know, you don't patch up the damage that's done from, bottoming out potholes, you know, you don't do the proper maintenance over time, your car is just going to quit on you. And people are going to give the excuse, well, it's old age. But the fact of the matter is, and I like using cars as a metaphor, because you see these old uh, antique cars from the 20s and 30s, and they're still going to this day because the owners take the time, they take the initiative to do that maintenance. And the fact of the matter is through food, through wellness, nutrition, fitness, like there's no excuse that we should have a society where our children are expected to die before our parents due to ill illness, ailments, Mm -hmm. you know, again, obesity, I'm going to judge you're probably with in a few year age bracket from me so as you would know obesity was like all the talk all the rage when we were growing up you know it was the first thing that people saw going through the roof yeah and then it was cancer and you know now it's yeah diabetes is running rampant our immune systems are failing to the point where uh, even sexual diseases are starting to run rampant and to give you um It's a mature topic for sure, but the fact of the matter is the vast majority of people have herpes dormant in their blood system and testing for uh, like herpes, it it can't give you an accurate statement because everybody has it. it. It's a normal thing. And what we're seeing or what the world is seeing is our immune system is starting to have these reactions to things that we're supposed to be immune to. And yeah, 
it, it's all factored into health and probably over 90% of it really is about what we're consuming. Yeah. And uh, your comment with the pizza and uh, the tea <laughs> is something that I've heard Ashley say numerous times and something I'm seeing in myself the more that I've been through this is the more your body is cleansed and purified from these these toxins, the more your body starts to realize it doesn't want it and it will reject it. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to if uh, you have a mediocrely mediocrely a mediocre uh health style mm. and say you don't eat candy you don't eat a lot of sugar and then it gets to the point where you notice if you eat a few chocolate bars you feel really sick afterwards because your body's like what is this mm -hmm. get it out i don't like it and the healthier you are the more your body will tell you and guide you in what what it needs we're talking with Tristan of uh, ElementalGrowth.org. We certainly hope that you will go to that website. We will be linked to it as well so that you can continue your, uh, as we like to say here, Tristan, your evolutionary process, because that's really what it is. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, it is new paradigms for a new world, and uh, we're discussing health and wellness and a lot of other aspects that I wanted to jump into, but I wanted to ask you about this question. Uh, which is kind of, um, it, 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 it's a little sensitive for some folks I know. So it, you know, just bear in mind, I'm trying to be as respectful, but yet at the same time, we need to talk about it. You know that they're making engines to burn cleaner and cleaner, as well as going to electric and so forth, hybrids. I, I'd love for them to uh, really invest in hydrogen um, uh, vehicles, hydrogen engines which what comes out of the exhaust pipe is water. Water comes out of the exhaust pipe. But um, that aside, uh, the internal combustion engine over the years has been made to burn the gasoline cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. That's not, it's not perfect, but it's better, right? I mean, my gosh, you can see from one end of L.A. to the other now, whereas... <laughs> Back in the 70s, you were lucky if you could see across the street. It was so bad. Let's take a look at, as we use this analogy of the car, the automobile, and our bodies. Is there a, you know, you talk about, you talked about how uh, our bodies know what, they, our, our body knows what it needs and what it doesn't need, and it will reject it. It'll flush it right out, as it were, no pun intended. Um, but is there a, uh, um, I don't want to use the word diet in this context, but I can't think of any other word where even though we have the system, the digestive system from the mouth to the esophagus, the stomach, the small and the large intestines, the colon and so forth, uh, to do, to eliminate as well as, of course, the kidneys and so forth. Is there a diet that will minimize the need for elimination? If you, if you understand where I'm going with this, in that whatever, the, whatever we put in our bodies, 
will be maybe 90 or 95% utilized to regenerate the cells, to generate the energy we need to do the things that we want, to live out our life's purpose, uh, this kind of thing. Has, that, has there ever been a discussion in that regards with, uh, with you and Ashley and others uh, to f- try to formulate any kind of um, regiment, if, if I can put it in that context, where our bodies will operate more efficiently with less waste? Yes. Uh, to surmise that very simply, fermented foods, fermented drinks, sourdough bread, uh, drinks like uh, kombucha are 100% pristine. They're... Okay, before I get to that thought, I'll, I'll get the first thought that I had out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, natural foods, whole foods, you know, whole grain, whole foods, uh, the types of foods and uh, when we get a chance to have Ashley on here with me as well. Uh, she can explain a bit of her background into how she did her own research to find what food would do this as well. Uh, you know, if you have a potato and you can cut it in half, put it in soil, if it regrows the rest of the potato, that's what you want to be eating. Food that you can plant in the ground that you can grow yourself. Uh, the least amount of process the least amount of ingredients you know if you go to the store and you want to get peanut butter the only ingredient that it should have rightfully is peanuts uh if if you get peanut butter and it's filled with sugars and you know additional additives that's what you really want to avoid the least amount of ingredients just basic basic ingredients, whole foods. Um, when when and, they talk uh, about going grocery shopping, for example, they always talk um, when you're wanting to do it in a healthful way. If you're not mm-hmm. going to a place like, oh, I, I suppose whole foods, we have one here called Sprouts and, and so forth and so on. But they always tell you if you're going to go to the name brand places, always shop at the ends of the store or the back of the store because everything in the middle between the ends and the back to the front is probably mostly processed foods. And that's what you want to stay away from. Correct. I don't know um, specifically if the orientation of where the food's located uh, is the same for all the stores. But no, yes. But in general, in general. The amount of processed. Yeah. Um, I even heard, uh, like this was, um, and when I say public knowledge, I mean it was announced on the radio by official sources. You know, um, there's no internet censorship around it. And just a year or so ago, they announced publicly that hot dogs are just as cancerous as uh, plutonium or uranium, one of the two. So could we use hot dogs in a a nuclear power plant now? (laughs) Maybe the power is that, that, you know, car that you're talking about, maybe. But, you know, the, the fact is that there's so many processed foods that the the research is out there the information is there and it doesn't take much to look into you know finding the negative in processed foods yeah and the fact is that i mean our bodies are really miraculous that they can tolerate it and they can tolerate it for many years 
the thing is, you know, you look at teenagers and they're in their prime. You know, when I was uh, 16, I was accused of being on steroids because I just had so much muscle. I was so strong. And, you know, by the time I hit 30, I'm, you know, 60 pounds overweight and obese because all the junk food that we eat and we can tolerate and put into our bodies when it can process it and break it down, it builds up over that 10 year gap. That's why everybody hits the age of 30, 40. And then people realize, oh, we should start to take care of ourselves. But the thing is, it's not just for, you know, when you're middle aged, it's not just for when you're over 40. Mm -mm. You have to really be in the mindset to maintain yourself the whole time. Yeah. We're talking with Tristan from ElementalGrowth.org. We certainly hope that you're enjoying the program, and we also hope you'll go to his web to, to the website with he, he and Ashley. Be the Change. It is a workbook that you can get a copy of. It's a guidebook, actually. We'll talk about that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you for being with us here on the program along with Tristan. <clears throat> and um, first of all, I, I want to say, and this is something that's, always been of a fascination for me uh, because um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always curious. Uh, I love the beard that you have. For those who don't can't see it, you better go to YouTube so that you can watch this video. You've got a great beard, uh, and it, it's just a beautiful thing. Is that just a preference, or is there... Because I know some people, the facial hair in particular, is sometimes um, a part of a philosophical... Um, uh, regiment, if you will? Um, well, basically, uh, to explain the beard, uh, even you can't see it because it actually keeps going. I know. I, I saw another picture of you and it goes down, down quite a ways. To, uh, to keep going here. It's almost two feet long. Um, or a foot and a half. <laughs> yeah, probably about that. I mean, yeah, if you can yeah. see it's the length of my arm. Um, uh, it's... There's a few different reasons for it. Mm -hmm. Some of it is philosophical. Some of it is psychological. Uh, there, I would even go so far as to say that there is a bit of a conspiracy to it. <laughs> um, and uh, just a quick reminder, I do have to jump off for another client in about five minutes. All right. Uh, but to uh, express the thing with the beard... People with beards are perceived and have been perceived throughout history as uh, it, people in a position of power. Uh, people who have a beard and a career are expected to be that of lawyers, doctors, uh, surgeons. And if you look at uh, the military, it's only usually the higher ups that are allowed to have uh, facial hair. And the thing is, and I feel that there's a conspiracy to this, is in back in the day, I think they're starting to loosen a little bit with this, but uh, you couldn't have facial hair. If you worked uh, any kind of mediocre job, it was required that you were clean shaven. Mm -hmm. Only supervisors and managers, they could have a beard. But all the subordinates, they wanted you to be clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel that it is an oppressive technique that they have been implementing on society, trying to teach men growing up that to be a man, you have to look like a little boy. Mm, interesting. My beard, of course, uh, came out of an injury. <laughs> Ironically, I injured my right elbow. I couldn't bend it. 
and so I couldn't shave. I couldn't shave my face. I couldn't shave my head, which I've been doing for 20 years uh, as solidarity for my wife who had cancer back 20 years ago. Been free and clear of it ever since. Needless to say, so I just let it grow. And I hadn't had a beard for a long, long time. And I thought, well, let's see what it looks like. And as it was growing in, I started to like it. I liked the salt and pepper look. And I thought, you know, once I'm able to bend my elbow, um, I'll trim it up and I'll get that professorial look. And it'll look, look impressive. But be that as it may, uh, it's very interesting. And I know we're, uh, we're coming uh, to the end of this particular segment. But uh, let me ask you very quickly to uh, share with us um, how you, uh, you, you, you sort of explain to us the process that you went through when you first started uh, realizing you needed to make some changes and, of course, working with Ashley and dropping the weight and so forth. But how did that come about? When, when did you uh, connect with Ashley? When did you start this, this process that brings you to us today? Uh, to quickly delve into that, um, I met Ashley through sheer fate and luck, and I have to just say the stars aligned for it. I met Ashley when I was at an all-time rock-bottom low in my life where, and I say this wholeheartedly to people who believe in, um, yeah, the, the words of power, never ever challenge the universe that things can never get worse. Because anytime I ever thought that, it did. And uh, respectfully to say this, I had been through the jail system. I had uh, been very psychologically traumatized by it uh, through a lot of violence that I've seen and witnessed and been subjected to. Mm. Um, I went through a very long uh, court battle uh, to get custody of my daughter, which is a joint custody at this point. And, you know, not being able to see my daughter for a long period of time, my health was bad. I had horrible insomnia. Um, I was addicted to pain medication. Uh, I suffered horrible migraines, uh, stress rashes, uh, on different various parts of my body. Um, when I came out of the, the jail system, I was severely malnourished and my body rejected being, um, I was a healthy weight, but I, I didn't look healthy at all. Mm -hmm. And I then went obese and I met Ashley when I just absolutely needed her help. Mm -hmm. Timing, it, timing is everything. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a, a quick process. It took, again, probably a total of, yeah, two and a half years to really get everything aligned because there was multiple issues going on. And I'm just really happy and grateful that I stuck with it. And, you know, you really have to be accountable for yourself. There, There is no quick fix. There is no magic pill on like the pharmaceutical industry that they tell you, just take this and you're fine. Yeah, uh, It's a lot of work. It's, it's a process. It's not something that you can just have one coaching call and then you're done. Absolutely. It's a life-changing experience, and it takes a lifetime of implementation. ElementalGrowth.org is the website. Tristan's my guest here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we are uh, coming to you to give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true.
And we are here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you for uh, being with us here on this uh, program today as we continue talking about Elemental Growth. That's ElementalGrowth.org. And now we have with us Ashley. We just finished talking with uh, your partner in, uh, in, in this endeavor, uh, Tristan. Uh, love to find out more about Ashley and her involvement, uh, your involvement. But thank you so much for joining us all the way from, as uh, as we kind of discussed, uh, South Central Canada. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Richard. It's such a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I know you guys have uh, met Coach uh, uh, Tristan, and he is just incredible. He's been such an asset to our team and just helping me out with everything and, uh, you know, taking taking on more responsibilities than I think at some points I was even willing to delegate. Uh, but it's been so helpful and instrumental in our growth here at Elemental Growth. Well, I, uh, I, I guess I should ask you, uh, why is Elemental Growth growing in, in such a way? What, what's happening that's, that's causing this expansion, which, I, which is fantastic? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I started Elemental Growth. Uh, originally, it was when I had first taken control over my own life. I had my own awakening in about 2014. And once I, I really started, you know, getting rid of some of my old behaviors and addictions and, and healing myself, I decided to reward myself by heading out to South America and I backpacked uh, Colombia, Ecuador and Peru. It was just incredible and such a reward. And what really happened from that is that the real self healing happened and I was able to conceive my son, which doctors said would not be possible at 21 years old. They said, oh, you got too many hormone issues. You're um, you're irregular and you know, all these things. And I, you know, it was just a crazy mess. And yeah, they said I, I couldn't have kids at a, at a young age, but I did this self healing and I did this traveling and I came back and I was, you know, I, I got pregnant and I'm like, okay, I have to really share, uh, share everything in, in my life from, you know, the natural alternatives. And, uh, a part of that was through blogging and another part of that was just, you know, having my at home apothecary and my lifestyle in general. And it was in forming all of this and taking these actions and starting to share and, you know, open up my throat chakra, we'll say, so that I could really express myself in such a way uh, that I finally uh, decided to create elemental growth. And I struggled for a long time. I was in nutrition school when I came up with this idea of elemental growth. And it was from an affirmation I was using. I am elemental growth. And I'm looking for a business name. What am I going to name my business? What am I going to tell the government to go official, you know? And then I'm like, I couldn't think of anything. I was so stuck. And then there it is, my affirmation that I was using. And the website was available. And, you know, nobody else had ever used this. So I'm like, okay, well, that's it. And today it's just insane because even though I integrate all of these things, nutrition, uh, you know, the spirituality through Reiki and chakra work and Kundalini yoga, but there's also, you know, the science with nutrition and uh, all this new stuff coming out around psychedelics. And that's really what sets us apart is that we're talking about psychedelic integration, uh, you know, actually doing the work. You know, people have these crazy trips and they don't have anybody really to talk to about it. And they have this work that they want to do because they saw this insight to themselves. They saw, 
you know, what their life could be. They saw what their highest potential could be. And, you know, and then they come out of the trip and they're like, oh, now what? <laughs> you know, now what do we do? And, you know, so we really found a, a place, Tristan and I, here in this integration space, helping people work through that, do, do those next steps, to stay in touch with that highest potential and to really take, take action in doing it. And so I think when it comes to our own growth, one of the biggest things has been uh, that we actually practice what, what, what we're preaching. Like we're out here doing the same work, you know, there's nothing that's, uh, that's separate or just the education. It's all the integration It's you know, a combination of it all. And we do provide a community. It's uh, just a, an inner circle, a smaller inner circle of just people that are like-minded. It's free to, to anybody can really join. We just ask you hop on a 10 minute call. If there's somewhere better that we can send you to like fit your unique, um, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, mm -hmm. uh, if there's somewhere else that we can refer you, then of course we will. We'll point you in the right direction. But you know, if you're, uh, you know, really enthused to be part of our tribe, and then we get you in, and we do uh, our community eleven eleven on Instagram on Sundays. We have our coaching circles, and we also have a mastermind for entrepreneurs, people that, you know, like me, saw that they wanted to either start writing or expressing themselves through a business or through through writing and just sharing their story. And so we offer a place to help people do just that, become sustainable while making an impact in this space, uh, psychedelics and holistic healing and self-healing. Uh, so we do offer all that, but really where I started was blogging and writing and uh, and just going to school and, and practicing for myself and you know, making a lot of messy mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, it has been said in this way, especially when talking about, um, what do you want to call it, failure or mistakes. The only, the only mistake or failure when one falls down is not getting back up again. Yeah. That's, that's the analogy. And you have a book that's available through Amazon and other locations, Be the Change Guidebook, Elemental Growth Through Nature, Love, Food, and Movement. It's available on Kindle as well. And in this book, you, Ashley, you guide us <clears throat> through a year of transformation. And, of course, uh, like the Farmer's Almanac for the Human Being, this is self-guided. It's a self-guided approach to heal and thrive, a key word we use here on this program, using uh, nature's cycles to nurture the process of change. And this guidebook enables you, the listener and the viewer, to YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as the radio broadcast, to integrate the uh, psychedelics and, substanti subs uh, and sustainable uh, sustainability, the positive lifestyle changes that you wish to uh, manifest. And that's part of what we're all about here on Tell Me Your Story is um, bringing new paradigms for a new world, looking for those new ways of living, giving people uh, new choices, choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true. And that's really what you're offering. When you talk about elemental change or elemental growth through nature, uh, let me ask you to um, uh, talk about this. My, my personal theory, I'll put it that way, is that nature is our greatest teacher. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And she's definitely been my greatest teacher. You know, I had a rough childhood coming up. You know, I'm so grateful for it. Don't get me wrong, but it was not the easiest thing. There wasn't a lot of foundation there. But where I really found myself and where I found the structure to life and where I found my success was by aligning to mama nature, by noticing that no matter how many times that I moved, the one thing that was always consistent was that the seasons always changed. We get four seasons here in Canada. It always starts and ends at the same time. The moon cycles, the, uh, you know, the sunrise, the sunset, our, um, our circadian rhythm, you know, all of these things. And that's what I talk about in my book. I actually lay out a year of transformation so that you guys can go through the same process as I did to get myself sober, to integrate psychedelics. This is honestly the same process I still use in my business today. I just align my life to nature cyclical cycles and it allows, oh, well, here's something. My, uh, one of my teachers in nutrition school, Joshua, he uh, said that the more aligned you are to nature, the better chance you're going to be in the right place at the right time all of the time. And so I see that as synchronicity. And so the more aligned I can be with nature, the more synchronicities I'm going to get, the more gifts I'm going to get in the present moment. Sure, I'm all in. You know, mm -hmm. and so I want that for you guys, too, because this stuff really, truly works. And a lot of issues happen because of this um, what's called nature deficit disorder. You know, there's some people uh, that are in this space and they talk about NDD for children. But what about, you know, the collective as a whole, you know, with the Internet today, so many people are disconnected all over the world. And so uh, getting reconnected is is such an asset for any kind of growth. It allows you uh, to get the information, the actual intelligence that comes from the soils, that comes from the whole foods, you know, not the fragmented versions that you get through supplements and processed foods. You know, when you're eating fragmented things, you yourself become fragmented. You yourself start, uh, you know, feeling like there's a piece of the picture missing. But when you're eating whole foods, when you're, you know, connected with nature as a whole and you start seeing the the similarities you start seeing the oneness the fractals but you start really manifesting more synchronicities and it's just it's, I, I i don't know i guess in a way it really does become a magical life you know mm -hmm. a charm life we're talking with ashley she is the founder the founder of Elemental Growth, as she has already expressed in that regard, and we're talking about this uh, this something new. It's uh, out of in this case. In this case, it's out of Canada. Uh, Ashley, of course, uh, <clears throat> she uh, places a strong focus on integration, and that's kind of what you were just talking about as far as nature is concerned. Yeah. Of the indigenous plant medicines for healing and recovery, encouraging clients to explore the tools and modalities that can help them carry out their purpose on earth. Elemental growth is an integration program at the forefront of the field designed by nature with experience and expertise in nutrition, coaching, uh, hormone health, and energy work. And Ashley, uh, with, uh, we just, we're talking about her first published book, Be the Change, came out in October 2019, uh, which has uh, received, of course, uh, praise from holistic health professionals around the world. I am curious also uh, about uh, what 
one, where should one start when contemplating one of these kinds of programs? Elemental growth is what we're talking about. But there's a there's a, uh, a an interesting television program. I don't know if it's a miniseries or not. Uh, I've watched two or three of these episodes, and it's on. I don't know how much television you watch. Maybe none at all, and that's fantastic for you. Uh, you're not getting all of that garbage. But this particular program is called Nine Perfect Strangers, and it has to do with this this uh, in. I'll call it an encounter group. It's a they call they they refer to it as a more of a spa. They think they're going to re, a retreat to relax, and actually, what's going to happen? And I've been through a number of uh, organ uh, of uh, uh, personal growth and development programs. I went through LifeSpring back in the '80s. It was similar and is an outgrowth of Est. Uh, I've been through another. It was and usually they're five day intensives: Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then I went through a, a, pro, a couple of programs called Omega Vector and Delta Vector out of Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm home, uh, originally from. And, you know, we've heard about a lot of these programs where people will go for these intensives, where they're going there to break free from a lot of the stuff that's holding them back. I, and it sounds to me like that's not what elemental growth is about. It's a year-long program. But it's all up to you. It's it's self-guided, as it says in your in your book, Be the Change. Talk to us about, if you don't mind, the comparison, if you can, between some of these other programs that have been around. And, and, and you may even be familiar with the one, I think it was out of New York, that they actually made a documentary about uh, where the guy ended up going to prison because he was using it for his own personal uh, gain, shall we say. Yeah, so here's the thing, you know, we don't dis distribute any of the medicine, you know, that's all the person, the other, um, or the client's responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, what we do is we're the guide on the side, you know, every decision that you make, you can think about it as those uh, choice based books. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, we just guide you through it. The main reason why people pay us what they do is because we have a boatload of knowledge, a boatload of resources. We teach you how to use them. We make personalized roadmaps for you. And the biggest thing is we hold you accountable. So, you know, it's like no matter what, whether you're working with a coach, us or, or anybody, life is up to you. It's all your decision. Mm -hmm. What we do is we teach you how to make decisions. Uh, we, we teach you how to set healthy boundaries. We teach you how to you know, align your chakras so that you can encompass the willpower, encompass your fuller potential, uh, that highest potential, right? When we're talking about working with entheogens as well. Um, there's, there's also this big aspect of, uh, of just accountability. And this can be accountability through our community. As we said, you know, we do offer a lot of free programs, you know, not everything is paid for. Uh, that being said, we do also have paid ones too. It depends on, you know, what people want to get out of it. The biggest thing is, you know, I think is before I even hop on Instagram or anything, and that's where most of our clients come from, is just people on Instagram seeking out knowledge around around these tools that are being talked about so much. And, you know, before we even go on there, we always set the intention. We're here to connect with the people who need our help today. Everything we're doing is 
with intention. It's like we're, we're showing up saying with the intention to the world, to the universe, I'm here to connect with people who need my help. And then we actually help them. You know, we're doing this work too. That's our one job to do. Uh, and that's, that's how it works. And then we teach others how to do that in their own life, how to take action, how to set an intention, how to follow through and really start that programming. And it does take a while. And each person is so unique and so individual. Everybody's got their own story. As you know, you're, you know, the collector of stories here. <laughs> so, you know, you're collecting all these stories, you know, they're all so unique. And so, of course, the formula to thrive in life, our formula with spirituality, with nutrition, with community, uh, with our mindset, it's all so different because we're coming from different places. We take a different set of chemicals to be our best selves. And so we really just use our knowledge and our resources to help you figure out what's best for you, how to make those decisions, how to keep those boundaries, how to hold yourself accountable. You know, you don't need to join any of our programs. You can take the self guided book you know uh we even have it i think on kindle it's free you mm -hmm. know again like and this is accessible to everybody and so uh you know you can guide yourself through it through the entire year just follow the book follow the moon cycles do your best to take those action steps just a couple you know if you do the book each year and add in like one more of the resources you are good good mm. to go that's one thing one of my coaches always taught me was just 1% closer to love every day. And if you can do that, you can do anything. And so, you know, I want to bring that to you. How can you get 1% closer to that highest potential to that person that you want to manifest, especially if you're working with these medicines, or if you've had a crazy, uh, life changing experience, you know, maybe, um, maybe you have some grief going on in, in your life. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you lost somebody that you care about. Uh, maybe you're coming out of a, a out of the army maybe you're coming out of jail maybe you're coming off of you know a 30-year drinking binge or a uh, 40-year smoking cigarettes you know whatever it is that's really life-changing stuff and so we are just here to help however that may be and everybody is so different it's not a it's not a band-aid solution or any sort of quick fix you know we're here for the long term and we just want to see you grow mm -hmm. <clears throat> Where did this information come from? How did how did this uh, become compiled into the book? Be the change. Uh, okay, so actually, sorry, my son's right here. That's sorry. all right. That's not a problem. Hey, we've had all kinds of animals, dogs and cats on the program as well, who will actually walk right in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Ashley. She is with Elemental Growth here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we certainly hope that you will continue to uh, follow us and her, for that matter, and uh, listen to these programs that are available. And they're available um, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Don't forget about the special edition of Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. It's Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time 
We have uh, podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and a lot of other locations. We hope that you will uh, listen. We are on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. I hope you'll subscribe to both the podcasts and to the videocasts uh, as well. And we've got a lot of listeners. We've got a lot of viewers. And we are so grateful for those of you who are doing just that. So um, you're, you 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 come across to me as being very young. Ergo, how in the world did you compile all of this great knowledge into this particular book, as well as into the business of elemental growth? Well, here's the thing, Richard. When when you get rid of all the negativity in your life, all the, you know, vampire or energy drainers of oh, your yeah. life, whether it be people or TV or, you know, alcohol or you know, just going out and on a shopping spree and like all these things that really take time away and they oftentimes are taking life force energy away too. Uh, you have a lot of time to do things. So that's number one. Uh, number two is I'm not as young as I look, uh, though I really, I really love you for, you know, the beautiful compliment there. Uh, and uh, thirdly, I'd also like to say that, um, you know, this, I've had a lot of great mentors. I've gone out and I, and I found them. You know, I, I really believed in that saying of you're just as good as uh, the top five people that you're hanging out with or the people that you're spending the most time with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was like, okay, I've got nothing to lose. You know, I'm sober now. I just like got rid of everything in my life. So, you know, what am I, uh, what do I have to lose here? So, you know, I went to the, you know, I just thought really, really big. I'm like, who can I connect with? And I've had some really amazing mentors. Some of them paid for, some of them not. I'll tell you when I paid for mentors, uh, I, I didn't even have the money. Cause you know, for when I first got, when I was working all the time in the hospitality and tourism industry, that was where I spent the first decade of my life. And uh, I, I left it all behind when I got sober. I took a year off and I didn't do anything. So by the time I was investing in school and mentors and everything, I didn't have any money. So I just really had this belief that the money was going to come if I took the action. And, and that's what I did. And it all ended up working out like just fine. I, I think Terrence McKenna said a great thing about, you know, universe is going to respond uh, to courage. Nature always responds to courage. And so uh, this is what the, 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 alchem uh, the, uh, the alchemical, uh, alchemist gold is about. This is what the gurus talk about. I'm so butchering this quote. That's right. but he was like going on and on here. And he's like, it's just that, um, you know, you toss yourself into the abyss and figure out that it's a feather bed. And that's exactly what I did is I took these, you know, amazing mentors. Some of them are even passed away, like Napoleon Hill. I got so into this, like some of the old guys, Napoleon Hill, uh, Carl Jung, Alan Watts, you know, I just went all in on these guys who didn't cost anything, who just like left a beautiful legacy behind Terrence McKenna. And then, uh, you know, at, down the road, I, I invested in some. And the truth is, you know, even as a mom, I was able to find the time. It's just you got to make the decision and and commit to it. You know, it's great to um, to have an accountability partner, but you don't need one. You know, like be the, the Be The Change book, that guides you through how to hold yourself accountable because you have the moon cycles to check in with yourself. That's every two weeks you're checking in with yourself to 
see what your progress is to release something or to, you know, start taking the action steps to manifest something new. If you can do 12 new things in a year, you get really far ahead. You know, it, it does come to structure though. And I think in culture today, a lot of that power has been taken away with the disconnection to nature, you know, to see things in that, in that light and to allow yourself to have that structure instead of the nine to five structure or the wake up and drink Starbucks structure. Yeah. We're talking with Ashley, who is the founder of Elemental Growth, elementalgrowth.org. We will be linked to your website also, Ashley, so that people can find out more. Uh, reminder that you can find the book, uh, Be the Change, uh, on Amazon and other locations as well. And uh, find out more about her and the work that she and Tristan, who uh, was our guest at the front end of the program, uh, talk about. Uh, at uh, elementalgrowth.org. Uh, I'm curious also about your, your um, y well, obviously your past, uh, your growing up. You said it was um, not, a, not an easy uh, childhood and so forth. Uh, I'm curious as to, to start with, the philosophy or philosophies that your parents raised you with. Okay. So this is going to be a fun one, and oh, it's going to be a real nice lesson for you guys, too, in the Toltec Path to Freedom, taking 100% responsibility, all right? My dad's side of the family, total outlaws, you know, a lot of them are patched in HA. On my mom's side, there's a lot of the same thing. However, on my mom's side, there's also this trauma and, like, lingering family karma from being indigenous, so we've got, you know, out, a lot of outlaw bikers, a lot of criminals on both sides. My parents, uh, my mom, she is a miraculous woman, one of the strongest people that I know because she outlived any of the women in, uh, in her family line because she's still alive at 52. Most of them died around the 30-year-old mark. Wow. Um, none of them were very good parents. Uh, and... You know, she overcame that. She lived through it. Not only that, but my mom did suffer with alcoholism. My mom did suffer with an opiate addiction. And um, and she overcame both of those with the use of cannabis. My mom is, you know, doing pretty good. She loves helping people, too, and uh, with the use of cannabis. And really, even though um, she wasn't the best for structure or for showing me li life experience or, like, showing me how to live life, I guess, her way of teaching me was pretty incredible and unique and I wouldn't ask for anything else because I know 100% I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for that. Um, you know, she, I would have these crazy night terrors and she had to teach me how to control the lucid dreaming. Uh, she just had these insights into, into some things that you know, I wouldn't be able to navigate life the same way without and you know, the way that she would punish me, it wasn't like Oh, I went to Catholic school, right? I'm not that. I always challenged everything. So I got kicked out all the time. All the time kicked out because I'd ask questions. They don't like that. And uh, so, yes, you'd never really get, give me trouble for it. But if I was had if I was home for a detention or a suspension or anything, it was, okay, well, bring your friends over. You guys have some jobs to do. You have to build a paddock for the horses. You got to do a pond or... It was something in nature, something that was hands-on, a way to, you know, get that energy out. 
Uh, she encouraged me to do art and, you know, she even had a ceramic shop at one point in time where, you know, I, I had the privilege to run it and really indulge into my artistic and, and creative abilities. Uh, so she didn't oppress me in some of the ways that, that I hear from even some of my clients and that I can see from some of my other family members, the way that they were. And, um, and my dad, my dad as well, he, he wasn't around so much. They didn't get along uh, very well. Uh, but I also moved out really young at 14 years old. So even though he wasn't a big part of my uh, childhood, I was, um, yeah, neither was my mom 100% because I guess I was raised by another family, an adoptive family. My adopted family, I was with them from one years old to eight years old. Um, and, you know, my parents still came and saw me, but I, was, I mainly had, you know, those years to learn how to love and learn a little bit of foundation and see the value in that. So it gave me another unique experience separate from my parents only. Um, mm -hmm. And my dad, so he did show up a, a little bit around those years, but in the years that I lived with my mom fully from eight till 14, he wasn't around very much. When I moved out on my own at 14, we started building a relationship again uh, and it was going really good. And, um, you know, like obviously being an outlaw, there was like a lot of stuff was accepted that normally wouldn't be either, which was, uh, which was unique, but also, um, you know, lifestyle caught up to him and he passed away when I was 17. Hmm. Uh, so in losing a parent to an opiate uh, and to, to opiates and to the lifestyle like that, I, I knew to come back to nature, uh, you know, so it was another unique thing. I knew that that kind of medicine was not the way I knew that it wasn't medicine. I knew that it was just as big of a problem as alcohol and uh, and the problems that happen with the tobacco industry. You know, tobacco itself is a sacred medicine. Uh, cacao, uh, cocoa, you know, cacao, chocolate, you know, um, even like co cocaine, the coca plant. You know, when I was in South America, I used a lot of coca leaf and, you know, great medicine. But then, again, you start messing with it, taking the parts from the whole and it becomes fragmented and the messages get mixed up. And, you know, I was watching how this was just rippling out in addiction and mental health. And I'm like, I can't let that happen to me. And I don't want to see anybody else go through that. Mm. And, you know, so I made a commitment there, go back to nature. You know, my, there was a, a lot of traumas, but I'm grateful for every single one of them. I'll tell you that. And it's about taking a hundred percent responsibility too, because you can, you'll see the patterns and you'll see what it, work it is that you have to do, you know, but to have that, that vision, uh, you know, it helps to have some tools to help liberate yourself and a community to, you know, help hold you accountable too. We're talking with Ashley, founder of Essential Growth. Essentialgrowth.org is the website. Be the Change is the book. Uh, and we certainly hope that you will uh, consider the possibilities that are being presented to you here today, the choices that are being presented to you today here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program, for sharing this time with us, both Ashley and I, as we talk about these things. I want to ask you now, <clears throat> about this aspect of uh, the psychedelics. Now, certainly we could go down the wonderful laundry list of those that, of course, we heard about in the 60s, you know, from the 60s and 70s and so forth. But, uh, and, and of course, even when I was in school, whether it was grade school or high school, I knew that some of my peers were indulging in these different things. And it just, it wasn't that it was illegal and I'd get in trouble. It just didn't interest me. 
However, I have been introduced to, primarily through a DVD, and conversation with others, about one in particular, and I watched this documentary on ayahuasca. And I have been very intrigued to the extent that if the opportunity presented itself, I would probably, within a safe and controlled environment, be willing to experience that. Uh, based upon the experiences that others shared in the context of this documentary. Talk to us about the role and or importance or unimportance of psychedelics. And which ones would you, uh, I don't want to say recommend, but would you, that you, under the, under the uh, umbrella of uh, elemental growth, would um, consider to be beneficial to one's personal growth and development towards a thriving life. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to say, you know, psychedelics are not for everybody, but there is a plant in nature that is for everyone. So, you know, we all do have this unique set of chemicals it takes to be our best selves. And you got to find out what that is for you. So, you know, for somebody, it may be psilocybin. For somebody else, it may be cannabis. For somebody else, it's the adaptogenic herbs or the um, Ayurvedic herbs. You know, maybe it's just the superfood list or, you know, have, adding some more kale to your diet. You don't really know until you start doing the experimentation. I love what you said, though. You made a great point there about if uh, you're opening yourself up to ayahuasca and if it presents itself to you, uh, under the right circumstances, then you're willing to take it. And that's how I've been my whole life. You know, it's not, uh, you know, it's not that I put myself in this position and, you know, made myself do mushrooms and made myself like, go look for all these things. They literally come to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not, um, this is not me going out hunting. I love foraging for medicines. Uh, but it's not always psychedelic medicines. I just love herbology as as a, a general rule of thumb. I love wild food in general. But when it comes to psilocybin, I've been working with psilocybin for 17 years, and it comes to me, you know. And um, when when I was called to work with Cambo, it was the same thing. It's I saw frogs everywhere. I spent time in South America, and I didn't even know about this medicine. And then next thing you know. There's frogs everywhere. And I had I was working with a coach at the time that said, um, I'm, I'm not the frog because frogs bring medicine. So I was seeing frogs everywhere. And I, and I told my coach, I'm like, I think you're I think you're the frog totem. I, I really feel that you're the one bringing me healing. And he's like, no, you're not seeing the frog for me. You're seeing the frog for Cambo. And so he gave me the information and I and I did all the work to find the right practitioner and uh, you know, and I found the right people to to go through the ceremony with, and you know, uh, you know. So these things they they come to you. You don't have to to force anything, and it's going to be the same way with nutrition too. I will uh, say though that most of the people that are coming to us is uh, often for psilocybin. But that being said, you know, there are other medicines that we do help people integrate because we're not distributors. We don't have any stock in any one medicine. We're here to help the individual. What you are know, the, really uh, what are the rules or laws? Because you're in Canada. 
And you have yeah. a whole different set of laws than we do here in the United States. A lot of people, of course, the different states here in the, in, in the U.S., in America, we have, uh, we have bucked the federal system and said, you know what, we're going to legalize marijuana specifically. First for medicinal purposes, and of course, oh, it's a slippery slope, you know, and of course, then for recreational purposes. Does not interest me. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not interested in, in using some of the byproducts like the CBD oils and things of this nature, especially for pain. I mean, especially topical. Uh, it's, it works really well along with, um, uh, for example, DMSO, which is typically used on horses to uh, relax the muscles, you know, that kind of thing. And works great on my knee when I need to, to use it, you know. Um, but what about... The Canadian law, every country's different, in this case it's Canada, in terms of psychedelics, uh, are you, are you, uh, um, is this part of the outlaw of your past? <laughs> or does Canada allow people to do kind of what they want? Yeah, so Cambo is legal everywhere. In most parts of the world, Cambo is legal. It's um, a, fro a frog medicine. It's very intense, um, very heart opening. Uh, you know, for some people, uh, it can you know help you see in the dark. You know, have better senses for mm. for hunting and those kind of things. For others, it's uh, to do be a warrior in the spiritual realm and go back and um, through your ancestral past and your past lives and things like that. It's a very powerful medicine in most areas of the world. It is legal. Uh, when it comes to cannabis, we've got cannabis stores on every corner. And if you go to a reserve, it's a, a native reserve. It's honestly like they're back to back to back. There's mm -hmm. more pot stores than anything else. Right now, there's more pot stores than Tim Hortons. I think we're, we're climbing up there. We're about toe and toe with Tim Hortons. Uh, yeah. And then uh, with mushrooms, we have some clinical trials and, and centers setting up in BC because that's where Gabur Mate is and, and where Dennis McKenna is and, you know, some of these, it's where a lot of people are that are really into these things. I love BC. I love living there. I'm just not there right now and mm -hmm. I would love to get back, but um, yeah. So there are some things happening here in Canada. When you go online to any uh, distributors, any uh, pot uh, dispensaries or anything like that, they, do have um, a spot for mushrooms. However, in most areas, you can't buy them uh, yet. It says like coming soon or they just have the website blank, but to show you that, you know, it's coming. Also, uh, you know, there are some that you can buy online or, you know, just friends that you can meet in general that are still, you know, no laws were holding them down. So I guess in, in a sense, it is that, that outlaw to still have some of those connections and to understand that, yeah, if you, you go online, uh, you know, you can still trade your money for these things and just take the risk. And uh, you can do it with, you know, just cultivators that are in your area because likely there's somebody doing these things just trying to help people oftentimes. You know, that's what we see anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody worked with these medicines and they fell in love and then they started growing these medicines. And, you know, and it comes a point almost like the Martin Luther King Jr. thing where it's a moral obligation to, uh, to, you know, 
what was that a moral obligation to undo unjust laws or to go against an unjust law or mm -hmm. something like that right right and, uh, Yes, yeah, so I think that there's a lot of that here in Canada. Where So you have a great deal more freedom there under the law than, of course, we do here in America. Everything is regulated and controlled here, uh, and you're not allowed. But you said something I want to talk about. I want to talk about this uh, in the context uh, just a moment or two ago that I want to dive into in regards to the psychedelics and the use thereof as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, talking with Ashley, founder of Elemental Growth, elementalgrowth.com here on Tell Me Your Story. We're bringing you new paradigms for a new world as we continue our conversation. And I want to ask you, Ashley, a founder of uh, Elemental Growth, you used the word ceremony. In the context yeah. of uh, experiencing many of these psychedelics, among other things, it seems to me that in the States in particular, that's what's been missing more than anything else. And the reason why we have the biggest drug problem we've ever had in this country uh, regardless of what drug you want to list. And I, I would kind of set opioids aside because that's a whole different uh, different area, but still serious, serious problem. Um, is, is, that, is that a main focus for you and elemental growth in terms of teaching people how to experience these different substances, or in many cases, maybe it's not a substance. Maybe it's just experiencing oneself and yeah. making a space, a, a safe space and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the second one is it, you know, we really do uh, help people live more intentionally. Uh, yeah, setting a ceremony and, you know, preparing for a psychedelic ceremony, or it would be the same as preparing for a yoga experience. It's the same oftentimes how I'm teaching people how to clean their house and how to prepare their food with loving intention. You know, if you're going and you're smoking uh, a joint or a bong every day, you know, how to set intention before using that even, you know, if you're having coffee in a day, set an intention that, you know, this coffee is going to provide you energy and this coffee is going to give you the antioxidants it needs to get through. And then whatever superfoods you're adding in there, right? So please tell me if you're using some of those, you're adding in the mushrooms and the dandelion and stuff, right? And so you have all the benefits from that. And you're just talking through life and you're present with it and you know so we really do teach a lot about intentional living and I do really see how much of a difference you know these little actions these little mindset shifts you know really ripple out in all areas of life and when it comes to actual ceremony the reason why we call it ceremony is because it really is a sacrament you know anything from nature is you know, it's all a gift the present moment is a gift uh, you know, any food that's on your plate is a gift. Even if you're paying for it, it's a gift. It wouldn't be there, you know, if it wasn't for you in some way. So just say thank you for being in the right place at the right time for the right reason. You know, um, I, you know, I didn't always uh, have intentions like that. And my world drastically changed once I started. And same with in just using... Um, 
using any any psychedelic when I started again aligning it with the moon cycles, aligning it with the the equinox and the solstice. You know, all these things made a huge difference. That doesn't mean I'm using psychedelics twice a month with every moon cycle or four times a month with every moon cycle, and I'm I, I'm not using them. You know, every three three months either with every time the season changes. I'm using them when I'm called to, but those are often the dates that I'll prepare for to make it more sacred to have a little more intention to you know get the most benefit out of it you know there really are these uh these powers that that we can tap into as we get more into alignment like that our guest here on the program is a certified reiki master teacher a certified uh, integrative nutritional health coach certified hormone health uh, health coach, certified coach, coaching master. You must have a, a, a heck of a big wall to put all these certifications up on a wall. Uh, she also uh, is uh, training uh, training and education in uh, hospitality and tourism, as she mentioned before, at, um, uh, what was it, Georgian College, Reiki from Love in uh, a tiny township, uh, Ontario. Uh, the Institute for uh, Integrative um, in, uh, Nutrition in New York City. So you actually have made it to the States, as it were. Uh, high impact we got family coaching. in New York, too, actually. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, high impact coaching in uh, Encinitas, California. So you've been out west. Uh, other experiences we could go through, publications, of course. Uh, the big one here is, of course, Be the, Be the Change, Your Guide to Elemental Growth. Um, uh, psychedelics and uh, what is a, a sociedelic? Yeah, so sociedelic is an online community full of articles and resources that you guys can access. And I've been writing for them for two years. As I said, you know, when I, I, I like to go things big, you know, I like to see, you know, if I could be surrounded by anybody in the world who would that person be and you know if it's somebody who's already been passed away then I surround myself with their lectures and their books from a past if it's someone who's still existing I reach out to them and uh so this was just um one of those things that I did as well I'm like okay so uh how do I go big if I'm going to contribute to the psychedelic community who's making the biggest waves right now and that was maps so I reached out to maps and I'm like Okay, I, I like to write. I want to write. So I want to write articles on on psychedelics, and they're like, go to Sociedelic, and I made friends with them there, and I've been writing for them for a few years now, and and I just love it. And it's quite funny. It's like we have our own article page on elementalgrowth.org too, and yeah, I still would rather write and and publish through them because it's so nice to just uh, feel connected and to know that my I'm contributing instead of it always being. Uh, doing my own thing. I, I feel that there's a nice balance there. And it just so happens other people write for us. So <laughs> <laughs> it all gets done anyway. Talk to us about the importance and the role of our still small voice, intuition. And the reason I bring that up is because we have been promoting now for the last couple of years, actually September of 2019, we started promoting the year of perfect vision 2020. But when we got into 2021, we said, okay, it's time now to expand to the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, encouraging people to go within, which is where you will get perfect vision 
of self. Listening to that still, small voice in that quiet, safe, calm, peaceful place that no one else can go but you. I remember thinking if I could find that one place on the planet where I could go and just be by myself for, for a period of time and not be bothered by anything. And then I realized that if I could find that place, then so could everyone else. And it was then that I realized, oh, wait a minute, there is one place that nobody else will ever get to. And that's my inner life. Yes. Talk to us about that. Better intuition. Okay, so I'm going to do a little lesson on the chakras here. Your intuition is usually in your lower chakras. These are the elemental chakras, your root chakra, your sacral, your solar plexus, and your heart. And it's once you, you know, really tap into this intuition that you actually get to express yourself fully, you know, be able to speak your full truth and tap into that authentic self that you know, we're all craving to be more of today because it is a quite an artificial world in so many ways with artificial food and, you know, all the stuff going on with social media and video games. It's like, what's real anymore? You know, mm. the graphic effects they have on movies. <laughs> you, know? It, you know, it's almost better than real life sometimes. And so when we're working with our with our chakra system we're able to tap more into this intuition so you can do this in so many ways you know uh some people say through yoga some it's essential oils some it's you know eating the rainbow of foods uh you know one thing i like to just say is get back to the elements you know so the root chakra that is the earth element the sacral chakra, the second one up, just uh, below your belly button, uh, that is the water chakra. You know, think what are some ways you can get in water? You know, is it crying? Is it sweating? Is it, uh, you know, drinking some water that you infuse with Reiki love? Or, uh, you know, what what is, is it uh, having a shower and then pouring tea all over yourself and, and letting that soak in or, uh, you know, soaking in an Epsom salt bath. Uh, we also then uh, get into our solar plexus chakra. You know, this is our real power source. This is oftentimes is the intuition. It, it, it is our, our willpower, you know, and uh, for this one, this is our, the fire. So this is getting out in sunlight. You know, this is moving your body, getting, releasing all those, uh, all that energy, all that stagnant energy, detoxing the inflammation that gets stuck in our bodies. And, and so you just, you move it out and uh, then we come into our heart and this is the air. This is the breath work. This is the introspection. This is the, the point where we get to forgiveness and, and start to feel love again and, and just open that up. And so uh, when it comes to intuition, I feel that, you know, going, connecting to the elements is really the best way to do that because then you're doing the work of uh, releasing and aligning and you can listen a little bit more when you're in touch with your body if you're not doing anything and you're just asking for intuition it's like likely uh, you have reprogrammed yourself so many times not to listen to that voice mm -hmm. so if you want to make that little voice a really loud one you've got to reprogram and that comes from the self-care that comes from the knowing that comes from you know, taking responsibility and saying, like, I want, I want to be in alignment. I'm ready to give myself a new foundation. I'm ready to be secure and I'm ready to protect myself and I'm ready to feel happy and, and I'm ready to 
express some self-discipline and, and my willpower, and I'm ready to love again. Hmm. And, you know, and then that little voice turns into a really big one. Yeah. We are talking with Ashley, founder of Integrated, Integrated Growth, and that is a .org, integratedgrowth.org, and we encourage you to... Um, uh, to go there. We'll be linked to her website, and we certainly hope that you will uh, take advantage of that link here on Tell Me Your Story as we bring you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Here with Ashley, you opened the door to this one, and I hope you still have a few more minutes left with us. I want to ask you about something that you, I want to dovetail off of a phrase that you use, and that is getting in touch with our bodies, our physical bodies. Talk to us about <clears throat> the aspect of sexuality in relation to all of this. Many people use sex as an outlet. They think that's their expression. One of the things that I heard from a metaphysical level, though, <clears throat> there is nothing that has been created on this planet by man that was not created through sexual energy. And, and I really do believe that. But talk to us in light of what elemental growth is all about in terms of our sexuality as human beings, male and female and etc., yeah. Oh, man. So sexual energy is really the strongest energy out there. And when it's the strongest for us is when we're in those high school years, uh, you know, that, uh, that those puberty years. It only lasts about four years or so. And then our, our power really starts to dwindle after that. We just kind of give it away. And I, I personally uh, am saddened to see so much of it given away to tech today, to the, to the video games and everything. Because the powerful energy, that's why, you know, Woodstock even happened in the 60s, you know. Those were all teenagers like, oh, I'm doing my thing. And it's so powerful and we forget. But, I, you know, that's energy we can still tap into. And it's the sacral chakra that actually harnesses our sexual energy. And it's in uh, this chakra actually in this area that both the male has the reproductive organs and the females do too. This is also where the womb is for the baby to be born, our greatest creation as a woman, as a man too, in most cases. Um, and then, uh, you know, when this is also like the place where I guess we'll birth our ideas, where we birth our creative expressions, the masterpiece of our life, even if you're into real, like the secret type of manifestation is all coming from that area. And where is it that we hold on to our weight <laughs> in that same area? Right. And so it's a sign that, you know, if you've got work to do, uh, you know, to tap, tap into that energy, you know, start, start with with that area um and and you'll notice that once you actually start expressing yourself in a right way and you tap into that that creative flow that all that weight just really starts slipping away it detoxes out the what you do in one area of your life you do in all areas of your life it ripples out uh so know that and have faith that you know if you're if what you're called to do is creatively express yourself that as you do that the rest of everything's really going to fall into the place. Here's a block, though, that comes up so often. 
is we're in this generation of porn. We're in this generation of masturbation. And it's like, and, and everything is uh, sexually suggestive, even for kids, you know, superheroes. And oh my God, the TV shows that are available today, it is insanity to me. Some of it I believe is even criminal. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's our own personal responsibility, right? Back to that Toltec path of freedom. You want to break through these blocks, these addictions that take away your power. They're there to take away your power. It's like smoking cigarettes. It's like tobacco is such a great medicine. Uh, but then <laughs> if, you know, you give it away to industry and you start buying uh, products from the man, because that's who's getting that money. It's like, it's not much of a rebellion, is it? Mm-mm. You know, the feminine movement is sold a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> As, you know, so did a lot of co- the camel commercials. I remember from my family in the States, those mm-hmm. camels were commercials everywhere. And so, uh, yeah, you know, porn and masturbation there's such a movement right now it's called the nofap uh, the nofap journey or the nofap community and you'll hear over and over if you go look that up how much men and it's it's a lot of men the community is mostly men but there are some women too that go on this journey and they start realizing look I can really manifest now oh look like my looks are getting better oh my self-esteem is better my confidence are better oh my gosh I'm actually attracting uh people to me you know and it's like all you have to do is take a little responsibility and say look I'm you know I'm not gonna play into um play into that I'm not gonna give my energy away to get a show to have somebody else tell me what it is feels good or or anything like that, you know, instead you go for your own direct experience mm-hmm. in life. And I think that that is so empowering. And that's one of the things that's really feeding, uh, you know, the this creative movement using sexual energy. And uh, Napoleon Hill talks about this a lot too, uh, sexual transmutation. Uh, so there's another term you guys can look up. Just go down that rabbit hole. You'll enjoy it. Sexual transmutation. It's beautiful. Have fun. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I've heard it said, too, that that um, one needs to keep the, the keep the energy flowing. OK, and it's and I know there are lots of different techniques for doing that, especially let's just say you don't have a partner. Um, and, and I've heard that, that, that it's important for us to do that. What are your thoughts in that regard? And how would you recommend that if, if we want to continue to manifest and use that energy, as you say, that, that, that strongest of energies that's out there, that how would we do that? Uh, so you have to know what your vessel is. Uh, if you're not going to be masturbating or watching porn or and you don't have a partner, like you can be on a nofap journey without it being monk mode. They call monk mode where you're completely celibate. Mm-hmm. But if you have a partner and you're still going uh, nofap, no porn, no masturbation, you can still be with your partner. But if you don't have a partner, have another outlet. 
maybe that is working out. Maybe your goal is losing weight and you want to get in shape and you want to be strong. You want to encompass a warrior. You put all your energy into that. Maybe it's writing a book. You put all your energy into that. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, having a baby. Maybe it is uh, into nutrition or home cooking. Maybe it's into school. Maybe it's into helping other people. Maybe it's into uh, growing your business. You know, if you start getting clear, clear, more clarity when you make any kind of decision towards personal development. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you've got that vessel, you'll find your flow. And you got to remember, however, that it's a practice. Uh, the best resource I can give you for this is this small, tiny book. There's no excuse not to read it. And it's by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art. He did a second book that's called uh, Going Pro. So he is probably the best resource when it comes to resistance and when it comes to, uh, you know, owning your creative flow that well, I could give you guys. We'll have to check into that. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, uh, I want to thank you uh, so much for joining us here on the program. It's been a great pleasure to have the opportunity to talk with you and talk about the uh, the business that you've started, and it sounds to me like it's more than a business. This is your life. Elemental Growth, elementalgrowth.org is the website, which we are linked to as well. And uh, I certainly uh, uh, am very thankful to have met you as well as Tristan and the work that he does as an alchemist, which is very cool. Has he, has he been able to uh, generate gold yet? Ah, uh, just the gold in his own life. <laughs> there you go. There, you, See, that's what is so fascinating about many of these um, mythological uh, stories, uh, and that is that it's all based upon interpretation. Some people say it's literal, but what you just said, I think, is, is, is quite astounding. And I think about, for example, uh, what Jesus said to his disciples when they were in awe of him as he was doing all of these miracles. And he said, oh, these? Oh, please. You guys are going to do greater miracles than this. Great, greater wonders. Yeah. And my personal belief is that greater miracle, greater works, as, as the phrase is actually, is transforming your life. And that's part of what you are all about in transforming your life and the lives of those who connect with you. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I totally agree. Thank you so much for giving us so much time. Which we really do appreciate yeah. it. All the way from Canada. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, Richard. This was really such a pleasure. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to connect and, you know, uh, to share with each other, do this collaboration. So I, thank you again. You are very welcome. I do have three final questions I like to ask all of my guests. And um, uh, I will ask those of you here in just a moment. But first, I want to let our listeners and viewers know that uh, this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., our special edition on Wednesdays at 9 a.m., streaming live at richarddugan.com, podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. And we are also on YouTube, the YouTube channel Richard Dugan, and tell me your story. Just look for the guy with the hat. 
And uh, we hope that you will subscribe. If you are also interested in being a part of the work that we are doing to try to bring guests such as uh, Ashley to the program, Ashley and Tristan to this program, to discuss. Sometimes it's a difficult conversation for some to listen to, and I understand that. We try to do it as respectfully as we can with the subject matter that we get into. And hey, I, that's, I take full responsibility from the standpoint that the universe is asking the questions, folks. I'm just along for the ride, okay? <laughs> I'm the universe's mouthpiece. At least I'd like to think that I am. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing and you'd like to support us financially, we do have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. All you have to do is go to your PayPal account or go to PayPal. And uh, if you want to send us a contribution, some support for what we're doing, just put in the email address, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And I also want to remind you to participate, please participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, as we encourage you to go within, to listen to that still small voice and spend some time in that safe, quiet, peaceful, calm space. We hope that you will do just that. With all of that being said, my first of three questions to you, who, and since I don't have your last name, I will just stick with the first name. Who is Ashley? Who is Ashley? Oh, I am Elemental Growth, the affirmation that brought you Elemental Growth. Oh, no, who am I? What a question, right? We want to identify, I'm a parent, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a whatever, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm always changing you know i'm not just one thing i'm i am the i'm the integration of multiple experiences uh you know multiple trainings multiple people that have just influenced my life and and you know on some level i like to encompass parts of just as you know a lot of christians want to encompass the christ consciousness you know i, I want to encompass many of my mentors and you know authors that have influenced my life and you know, so I really am an integration of, of many things. I'm not just one thing. I'm, I'm not just one person. I'm, a, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, a vessel, I will say, similar to you, just a vessel for the questions, you know? Mm -hmm. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I want to help one person and, uh, you know, every time I, I help one person, I, I want to help one more. And I just, I keep that as a goal, just as my coach once told me, just get 1% closer to love a day. I figure, you know, if if that worked, uh, to create more love in my life, to get me closer to, in alignment to where it is that I need to be to live my own highest potential, then, you know, if I can just help one person now, uh, you know, and, and then help one more and then, and then help one more, you know, the compound effect really ripples out and I don't want to help them in the way that I want to help them or in the way that I feel that that they need I, I want to help them with what they actually need you know I, I take the time and I listen and you know I infuse everything with intention and and Reiki vibes and I I, I do it for the others and finally what is your life's purpose Oh, do you know what? This is such a big one because we have so many passions, right? 
you know, my, my passion is uh, for herbology. My passion is for studying and reading and writing and, and, and sharing that information in some way, often through writing or, or speaking and collaboration. Uh, you know, I got passions for art, all these things. The actual purpose, though, the reason why I actually feel that I'm here is I have a job to Mama Nature for everything that she's given me to to normalize psychedelics, to integrate a new way of um, of growing them in harmony with other plants and medicines. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, uh, Richard, of the permaculture movement. Oh, yes, yes. Permanent, this is permanent culture. And so I feel that uh, my purpose is to integrate permaculture with entheogenic medicines, with the food forest uh, type model. And to in that, um, you know, recreate the hospitality and tourism industry, recreate a lot of these other systems that didn't work, recreate uh, the medical industry, the education industry, all these things. You know, I was I was taught at, at a young age, if you don't fit into the world, it's because you're born to create a new one. And so I believe that that is my purpose. And, you know, and all my passions lead me to fulfilling that purpose. Well, one of our goals is to look for those new ways of living. All you have to do is look around. The old ways do not work. And I loved what one of my guests said in that regard to the institutions that were there. I made the comment that, um, so do we need to tear down the old institutions and then build new ones? And he said, no. He said, you build the new institution that makes the old one obsolete. Yes. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. like the crowding out method that we're taught in nutrition school, too. It's not always about depriving yourself and taking out all the carbs. Instead, it's about adding in the superfoods so that your body doesn't even crave those things or need them because it's got the nutrition it needs. You're saying the same thing in just such yeah. a beautiful way. And I'm so grateful. Again, Richard, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Again, I thank you, Ashley and Tristan, for joining us here from Elemental growth.org the website please check it out and uh, check out the book be the change and we hope that you will continue to check out tell me your story new paradigms for a new world we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true until our next broadcast podcast videocast love to lol